my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Episode 44 starts now. Dallas is going to be Dallas. Dallas is going to overtalk and overhype and over whatever. And they're going to score 17 points and lose on Monday Night Football. That's what this right. is about. <laughs> Hello and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. This is B, victorious after week one, joined by another victorious Victorian. I don't even know if that's a good phrase, but it's dog in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, what's up? What's up, listeners? Uh, good week. Draft both of us. I think drafted well. Dog racked up. Uh, what'd you end up with? One fifty. Just one one fifty. Something light, you know. So just little, warming up. A little light work. Light work. Yeah. I ended up with one forty four. Both victorious in our league, the Coxman League. Very competitive league, folks. Hence the name Coxman. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> very hard league, if you know what I mean, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, very hard. Hard. <laughs> um, Doggy, how you feeling after this week? Well, I'm feeling great, man. You know, just uh, just learning my team. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, I'm I'm struggling to, at the running back position. Yeah. Uh, with Mark Ingram and um, Le'Veon Bell, but you know, hey, it was only week one, but that's that's what team is all about because other players have to step it up. Sometimes, you know, what I'm saying other players have to have a teammates back. So that's what fantasy is all about. Most definitely, and I'm sort of in a position where I think I drafted really well. I am now trying to establish, looking at my roster, which guys can I count on on a week on a weekly basis. I'm, I'm a lazy fantasy owner. I don't like taking people out of lineups if I don't have to. I like to have guys, as many guys as I can, that I say can play every week. So I'm trying to figure that out as we go. Um, I lucked out in the tight end spot getting Noah Fant, I believe, in the seventh round. Real big performance Monday night. Helped me seal the win this past week. Also, Josh Allen in the sixth round with 33 points. Two bargain basement sort of picks for me. Um, I'll talk more about Josh Allen as we go on the show. Uh, We'll recap the week, folks. I know it's Waiver Wire Wednesday. Uh, First, you know, we are the black, my my big black fantasy podcast here. We got to talk about black stuff. So if you're uncomfortable with that, Listen to something else, but it's the time. The time calls for it, dog. Doesn't the time call for us to talk about black stuff? Yeah, man. Black Lives Matter, man. Let's get into it. Let's get deep into it. Let's go. So we went through the week relatively without incident, but then on my, what is it on Thursday night, Kansas City, first game, Kansas City uh, Texans uh, versus Texans, and the players decide, hey, we're going to show a show of unity. Players decide to link arms at midfield or, or somewhere in the field anyway. And show a form of unity. And it's the first, it's kind of a unity that's been missing in this whole debate. And it's the first time it's happened. I was excited for it. Everybody should have been excited for it. And they get booed for doing that. So the message it sends is basically people don't want you to do really anything. Um, you don't get to kneel. You don't get to do anything other than they want you to do. And these are oftentimes the same people that would be at the hot dog stand during the national anthem previously. So, Doug, I just wanted your take on that, and then we get in the show. But I think that stood out uh, as uh, uh, for week one. Not a highlight necessarily, not the most important part, but deserves mentioning nonetheless. Yeah, you know, that just shows you racism still exists in America. You know, and um, uh, it's um, very unfortunate. And I hate that really like J.J. Watt commented on it. And, you know, he kind of shot himself in the foot. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was like, well, I don't know why they're booing. You know, we just want to show you and D. You know, you know, like, J.J., you know why the fuck they booing. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're booing because they want they don't want to see black people's lives change. They want us to still, you know, struggle basically or be beneath them. Sure. You know, so that's you know, it's just it, it, it's a sad situation. And it still goes back to slavery. It's like, you know, just like how the owners and, you know, look at, at the black players like slaves, yeah. like a piece of property. Exactly. Even though they're millionaires, they're still treated like slaves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're watching them perform, you know, watching them dance with the little black painted face. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Exactly. That motherfucking shit. But it's unfortunate, man. And um, I don't I don't really think it's going to be changed. I really don't. It's, it's, it's just too embedded in our nation. Yeah, it's a t- it's a tough challenge. Um, I've been encouraged by some things, but I've been realistic on others. Speaking of, you know, people, you said J.J. Watt said he didn't know why folks were booing. Ryan Clark, ESPN analyst, former Pittsburgh Steeler, he had this to say, and I think he summed it up better than anybody uh, the day following the game and the incident. We'll take a listen. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, two black dudes that are the highest paid players in NFL history, decide we're going to come together. We're going to come together for unity. We're going to come together to say that we are all in this fight for the same thing. We want everyone to be treated equally. We want everyone to have the same justice system. We want everyone to get the same rights and protections that are theirs by law. So we're just going to come together and do it. We're not going to kneel. It's not going to mess up the anthem. It's not going to destroy your day in any way. And then J.J. Watt says, well, we just came together for unity. I don't really understand why people would boo. Well, I'm going to help him out. They're booing because you're doing stuff for black people. They're booing because you are saying that police brutality, social injustice against that community is wrong. That's why they're booing. Not because y'all linked up, not because white players are hanging out with black players and they see same things the same way. It's about the thing you see the same way. It's about the injustices that they are incurring because of the way that this country sees a certain color of skin bothers them that you care. Because if y'all linked up for breast cancer, they're going to clap. If you link up for autism, they're going to clap. If you link up to pay homage or to say and honor veterans they gonna clap i know they're gonna clap because i've been there and i've linked up for those things but you linked up Mm. to say that black people need to be treated differently that's the problem this was the kindest this was the most thoughtful this was the sweetest way to protest or to demonstrate that we've seen ever it almost it's, it's almost like it didn't even happen. And people still boo that. That tells you the type of evil, the type of racism that is truly the fabric of this country and how it was built. Well, I think Ryan said it all. I think that's pretty much better than I could have summed it up, better, better than we could have summed it up. Um, right. Now let's talk fantasy. Let's get past that. Let's go. Let's, let's, get, let's get into why the folks tuned in most likely in the first place. Um, Every week, the bad part of it is injuries. It always starts with injuries. You're hoping as a fantasy manager to get through your week healthy. Well, you know, obviously you want the win, but your second priority is also very important is to make sure your team is still intact. Um, key injuries, Michael Thomas out. Uh, dog reaction. What do you do if you're a Michael Thomas owner? Well, if you're a Michael Thomas owner, hopefully you have some death at receiver position. 
on your bench because the receivers position this year to me were pretty deep. It was deeper than running back position. Yeah. So um, I think uh, don't panic. Um, you know, just uh, slide in somebody else, give somebody else a chance on your bench. Exactly. Um, Got to look at Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders. And I'll talk about him more later, but all, you know, last year traded to the San Francisco 49ers came in with a bang. Um, he's now a number one. So if you have him on your team, obviously you, I think you're putting him in the lineup because he's going to get value. Um, and I'll mention this later again, but if you don't, it might be a good time to trade for him, especially if you do not have that wide receiver depth that you need to win in fantasy. Uh, Dog's personal struggle with Le'Veon Bell and a hamstring. Dog, what are you doing to figure out the um, Le'Veon Bell situation? Well, you know, I went to the waiver wire and, um, you know, I picked up, uh, what's the guy from Minnesota? Uh, Matt's Madison. Madison. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I picked him up for some depth, but I was going to go after Frank Gore, but somebody already had him in our league. But so that wasn't a big deal. Cause I really don't have to go with the jets, mm-hmm. uh, player personnel and maybe Tevin Coleman, you know, like, or Lamont, uh, Latavius Murray, you know, these other guys I could plug in my lineup. So I'm really not hurting, but, uh, I hate that Le'Veon uh, pulled up with that hamstring. Cause he always has like nagging injury these last couple of years. And I'm a little concerned about it. Yeah, no, big time concern, especially if you drafted him early, which is if you have him on your team, most likely you got him in the top three to four rounds, most likely. Um, Marlon Mack, I'm just going to go through the, the, you know, you know, what else is new? Marlon Mack is hurt. OK, James Connors hurt. OK, Devontae Parker's hurt. W- tell me something I don't know that those three guys right. <laughs> stay hurt. Um, Marlon Mack, yep. what, what that means is, I guess, Jonathan uh, Taylor is going to be the lead back there. Doggy, you're also looking at Naheem Hines as someone to pick up this week. Uh, tell us why. Yeah, well, you know, he's like the third down back. And um, if you look at uh, uh, um, Rivers' history, he's a check down guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he used to check down to, um, Austin Eckler a lot. Um, and, you know, like, that's why Naheem Hines, he, he had a good game last week. You know what I'm saying? Because Rivers is going to check down really quick because yeah. he doesn't want to throw that pick or get sacked because he's not mobile. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's why I was looking at him. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to pick him up. But, um, hey, you know, that would be a good pickup for you guys out there. If, uh, no one else in your league has him. Or even if you want to trade for him because, uh, you know, Marlon Mack is out for the year. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's like a big injury, you know. So, you know, you could trade for him because I don't know uh, how uh, the other running backs are going to probably hold up anyway. So we'll see. Yeah. And James Conner, he, over the last three seasons, he's just had the habit of getting hurt during games and leaving, which as a fantasy manager will drive you to drink because those are points that just vanish into thin, thin air. Then you're one down. So you, your yeah. opponent has one more guy than you do. Um, he left the game. I think it was, he, I think he avoided a high ankle sprain. Um, do you go out and get Benny Snell? I don't think you need to rush out necessarily. If it's a, if it's a week to week thing and you need a back for a week or two, maybe great, but Connor may be coming back. And there is a loyalty to Connor to where they keep trying to make him start, keep making him part of the offense. By all indications, Benny Snell looks better than James Connor and has for the he last does. two years. He does, um, and that's what I was about to uh, chime in on because mm-hmm. Benny Snell runs the ball harder. Yeah. You know, um, James Conner Connor's more like, you know, sideline to sideline. He's running like that. Uh, Snell is a downhill runner. 
So, uh, and he can catch the ball out the backfield. So, uh, you know, he had a fumble last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might have not set well with Tomlin a little bit. But, hey, you know, uh, they put him right back in there like, you know, like the next series. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But and I would go out there and I, I would get him. If you have a shot to get him, I'll get Snell. Yeah. Because I think he'll end up being the uh, main back. I, you know, it seems that way. Because, I mean, I think Tomlin, the coach of Pittsburgh, sees what we see. Right. I mean, he is he, he was the better runner he, and he has really been, like I said, the last two years. So it'll it just depends on when Pittsburgh realizes as to how valuable Benny Snell is going to be. Uh, Devontae Parker getting word that he actually may play this week. Um, a lot of guys looking at Preston Williams. I was looking at Preston Williams. Someone had him in our league. Naturally, um, you're going to probably take a look at Devontae. If not, obviously, going after one of those receivers um, and we'll get to we'll get to the, those ads later. We got more injuries. Um, Duke Johnson is out or, or maybe out. Um, Cortland Sutton is still sort of uh, iffy. Um, Kenny Galladay, a guy on my team, is basically it's very tough to get information on killing Kenny Galladay. Today we found out that he did, maybe did some practice on the side. I don't know if he's going to get a limited de- uh, designation or a non no practice. Um it's a hamstring, but I also heard it was an AC joint. Then I also heard it might be a contract thing. I'm starting to really get nervous about my third pick, my third round pick in this draft, Dougie. Um, what what do I do? What do I do, dog? You help me out. Um, first of all, you don't panic right now. You know, uh, it's only the first week. So you have to really like, you know, just pay it, pay attention uh, daily. What's going on at practice What's going on, um, you know, with the Detroit Lions. And uh, you have have to stay stay tuned, but I wouldn't like pull a trigger and trade him yet because he's too talented. Yeah, you know? yeah. So uh, you know, just just stay tuned. Don't panic because it's it's still early. Then I'm sure you have other receivers mm-hmm. on your bench <laughs> that you can plug in. Yeah, you know. So uh, or you know, if you want to go out and make that trade, if you want to go out and make a trade for somebody, you know, that doesn't hurt either. So especially if it's like him. Um, something to do with his Achilles or his knee or whatever you said it was, especially as a serious injury. Yeah, you might have to go ahead and make that trade. Yeah, and and Dougie is Dougie's being uh, coy with me right now. I, I I came to him with the trade. I was fortunate enough to draft Malcolm Brown, and I'm looking at Dougie deep at receiver with um, with Julian Edelman, who intrigues me. And so if Ken and Sammy Watkins, I get the, he'll get hurt on you. Real quick. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm less favorable <laughs> on Sammy, but. Uh, we may make that deal if Galladay doesn't play this week because I, I, my other option is Deshaun Jackson, and I think Deshaun is, I mean, he's been great, had a great career, but I think at this point he's a gimmick player, meaning that he's either going to get a long ball or get you nothing. I had to start him last week because of Galladay's injury. He got me six points. It's feast or famine with him, and then you throw in the extra little, you know, scary point of him possibly getting injured, which he has previously um, I I need security, and I'm liking Julian Edelman. We'll let you guys know if we pull out that off that trade next week. Edelman for Malcolm Brown. We'll see how that goes. Um, also, quickly, folks, uh, still a couple people injured. Philip Lindsay may play, uh, so Melvin Gordon may not get that time right away or get get all those carries. He looked decent uh, last or Monday night, but also had a fumble. Uh, George Kittle, big name, hurt. Um, George Kittle now. Uh, if you 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 are a previous Kittle manager, there, dog. What do you do to fill in any tight ends you're looking at to possibly fill in for George Kittle if he misses time? Well, you know, like I wouldn't panic if I had George Kittle because for me personally, 
um, I always draft two tight ends. But, um, you know, you still have, like, you might go out and get Rudolph in Minnesota, you know, somebody who's probably out there on a lot of boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even Greg Olson, you know, in Seattle. Yeah, caught you a know, touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, you still have uh, players you can go ahead and get. And, uh, you know, just, uh, just hey, hopefully you draft the two tight ends so you don't really have to sweat it as much. Exactly. Uh, last on the list, David and Joku. All that means is what was already happening is that uh, Austin Hooper is going to continue to be the starter there and get even more targets, more than likely. But the, the whole Cleveland situation is a mess, and it actually segues nicely into a new segment we have, and it's called Save That Shit. Because every mm-hmm. fantasy year, you hear about these hype uh, sort of presentations. People are so hyped on a team and hyped on a player. And this player is going to do this. And it's, and they throw it at you like matter of fact, like it's going to happen. And most times, a lot of times, it does not. And this is a segment where we're going to tell you what we're sick of in fantasy. So I'm going to say, save that shit for the Cleveland Browns. Hey, save that shit. I've heard about <laughs> Baker Mayfield. He's not going to be any better than he is, folks. I'm, I'm sorry to say, you, you loyalists. I wanted to feel for Baker because he said at the beginning of the year he was going to uh, kneel for the flag. He even messed that up. He recanted and said he couldn't do it. He's going to stand for the flag. And I said, okay, well, why did you even put yourself out there? Nonetheless, on the field, Baker has not been good. It, and it's like a mirror image of what happened last year. First game of the season, got embarrassed, did not perform well. Second game of the season, got embarrassed, did not perform well. And neither did o- OBJ, who is probably next in line to probably be, you know, in that save that shit ca- category. Because save that shit on OBJ. I don't need to hear how great he is and see that rewind of the catch he made five years ago. It's great. Until he gets a quarterback and a team that can support him, he's not going to be any good either. Um, also on my save that shit list would also be the Dallas Cowboys. Every year we hear about how great they're going to be and how many points they score. They lose week one, only scoring 17 points. Nothing nothing new there. And then also, it may be time for Carson Wentz to save that shit. Because he he, he was MVP caliber a couple years ago. He can't stay on the field. When he does, he's now turning in terrible performances like he did a week one. So those are the three people I'm saying. You know, if you have good praise for all these people, save that shit. Because I'm good. Dog, who are you saying yeah. to save that shit to? Really, and I hate to say this, man. It's my main man, Le'Veon Bell. Wow. You know, uh... You know, he was balling so hard in in, 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 in in Pittsburgh, man. And the system he's in now is just, just not fitting for him, mm-hmm. I think. You know what I mean? It's just not the right offense. It's just not, something's going on wrong, whether it's the offensive line, whether they're putting nine in the box because, they, you know, they don't care about Sam Darnold throwing, you know, picking picking the defense apart. Um, but other than that, man, it's – is, it's also Derek Carr. You know, he's on my list too. Like, save that shit. They're always talking about, you know, how Derek Carr's going to have a better year, but he's been sucking, dude. You know, even they're talking about how he has a, um, he had a high percentage uh, passing rate last year, but he was just checking down. Yeah. You know, so save it's, that it's, shit. Uh, yeah, save that shit. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, man, that's, that's, that's basically it. You just took the, uh, other people, three, really the three people out of my mouth because I was going to talk about Baker Mayfield, but you, that'd be uh, beating a dead horse. So fuck yeah, me. just double save that shit with him. I don't, need, right. I don't need to hear anybody tell me about Baker Mayfield for the rest of my life. Baker Mayfield is about one season away from being Johnny Manziel. That's it. Right. That's my prediction. Um, let's get to the meat of the issue on this waiver wire Wednesday. 
adding suggestions. Why? Where we make our money, dog? Who are you adding Man. this week? Well, you know, I would add. Uh, you know, I added Madison. You know, the running back from um, Minnesota who's backing up Cook because he still got a lot of touches. Yeah, out there. And you help. You know, Cook. Even though he was like, you know, somewhat healthy last year, but you know, he's injury prone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I would I would add him, you know, and uh, to my listeners out there, if you guys really need to add someone, you need to go out and add Cam Newton. Ooh. You know, I think this guy's going to have a, a a great year. You know, I think, you know, you just even if he's not your first quarterback, you want to put him on your roster because I like the system they're running in. Uh, they let Cam be Cam. Yeah. And he looks comfortable, you know, in New England system. And he has a chip on his shoulder. He has a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget this guy was just a, a MVP a few years ago, so um, that's what that's what I would add. You know, so I already have him on my roster, so I'm just giving you guys a gem out there. Like, if you don't have Cam Newton on your roster, go out and get Cam Newton also. Exactly. And let me piggyback on what Doggy said. Cam Newton, if you if you if you were slow on Cam Newton, if you were slow on the draw, somebody else got Cam Newton. Cam, I think, is a sort of player that you're going to look at and you say, okay, if I can't get it, if I can't get cam, I'm going to take a piece of cam. So what I mean by that is look at somebody like Edelman, look at their other young receiver, Harry, and say, you know, maybe they're worth a shot as we get closer to bye weeks and whatnot to get a piece of cam in that offense, because a running quarterback makes everybody better. It makes your running backs better. A lot of times it makes your receivers better. So, there's a way to play it, even if you don't get Cam. So th- th- that's that's what I'm saying. You can get a piece of Cam without actually having him. My right. ad of the week, I think it's Miles Gaskin from Miami. Yes, Miami has a shitty offensive line. He's a running back. Okay, fine. However, he's still found a way to find. He's finding a way to be productive over, and he, this goes for last season too. Um, without that line, because he's used in the passing game. He got ten points this week. I think he got ten points the last game of uh, last year. I think he got more than that actually. Um, He's a and the thing is, there's always value to having a starting running back in the NFL and fantasy football, no matter what they're doing. What you're really going for there, even more than effectiveness, is volume because maybe he falls into an end zone on a short yardage play. You never know. And there's rumors that he may actually end up taking Jordan Howard's job at some point. So, Miles Gaskin this week for me. Also, there's guys like Paris Campbell, a number two receiver, who may be making a jump nine targets this past week, along with uh, T.Y. Hilton, who also got nine. Um, someone to look at, definitely. Uh, Benny Snell, would, like we mentioned. Corey Davis. Oh, God, I've said Corey Davis so much on this show. Um, big game this past week. Looked good. Uh, he did look good. He did. Corey did look good. He really did. A.J. Brown is still the guy. I think A.J. Brown bounces back. Corey, I think, is a, you know, one of those fire extinguisher types, like break in case of emergency kind of thing that you may stash on your bench just to see if that A.J. slump uh, continues into week two. Uh, Peyton Barber, again, not necessarily effective wherever he's been, but I think he got, did he get 17 carries or something crazy like that? Yeah, Um, It's volume. And when you're getting that much volume, um, you you got a chance you may fall into the end zone. So that's what you got to look at. Whether or not he gets 17 carries next week or the week after, I have no idea. But those are both; those are all people to look at as we move forward into week two. Uh, Doggy, who is your rising star for week two? You know what? My rising star is going to be Sammy Watkins. Okay. You know, um, even though he's not going to be in my lineup because I'm so deep, mm-hmm. but he will be my right. I think he's going to have a pretty big game Yeah, because um, Patrick Mahomes is that reason. 
you know, and because uh, he's such a great quarterback and and Tyreek Hill takes a lot of um, pressure off you. He's the number one receiver. So they're always looking for Tyreek over the top. They're always double teaming him. So that leaves Sammy, you know, just getting busy. You know, if he can stay healthy, I think, you know, mm. for this week, he's going to be my rising star of the week. Rising star. All right, my rising star, Josh Allen. And you're going to probably hear me say his name a lot this year because I think he is maybe on the way to being an elite quarterback. He does it with his arm. He does it with his feet. Does he need to maybe hit an open man in the end zone when he <laughs> when he overthrows him? Yes, right. he does still need to do that. That cost me points there, Joshy. But Josh, I think, is on the right team at the right time. They're not dealing with the, the behemoth of New England as, as they previously have been. I think still going to be a competitive race in that division. But they're going into Miami, and, you know, how could you feel bad about that after what you saw Miami do this past week? And it's Miami, for crying out loud. So Josh Allen, a rising star of the week, you'll probably hear me repeat that a few more times this week, or sorry, this year. Um, who are you dropping there, dog? Who oh, I'm dropping? Yeah. Man, I was looking at dropping like Tevin Coleman because I'm a little worried about that San Francisco backfield. It's starting to turn into like the New England backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, they have uh, pretty good running backs. And um, when I drafted them, I thought uh, that um, Shanahan would use them more just because of their relationship from Atlanta. You know, and he was he, he knows the system pretty well. But um, I'm looking at dropping Tevin Coleman, man. Yeah, and – I think in San Francisco, I think the back that is, is becoming obvious is Mostert. And I'm, I'm not biased because I have him on the team. But Shanahan has to realize that at some point, is that you've got to find a way to get this man the ball uh, more, even more times than you have. Had a huge 76-yard touchdown catch and run uh, in week one, looking for more big things from him this week. Meanwhile, I am dropping Brian Edwards from the Raiders. A uh, lot of hype going into it. Uh, if this were a longer season, maybe I could hang out with Brian Edwards longer. However, one reception for nine yards does not bode confidence in my for my team. I need to see somebody getting more targets. He may burst out. He's one of those spectacular type players. But for right now, I need stability. So Brian Edwards gets the drop this week. Uh, your disappointment of the week there, dog. Man, my disappointment of the week is my main man, Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he only came up with two points and uh he touched the ball ten times, but um he was he was like a mini hog last year. So, you know, just to come out on the week one and just give two points like that, that's like that's my disappointment of the week. That sucks. Yeah. Um and Mark, you know, I was high on Mark Ingram last year. I think this year is a little bit more difficult because there's so many backs and they're younger backs that are basically biding for time. They're waiting for their opportunity. J.K. Dobbins, I think, did he get two touchdowns? I think he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's going to have to battle with that because he's gotten, he's reached the golden age of running backs. He's at 30, 30 plus, whatever he is. And he's got these young cats that are right, they're nipping at his heels. So that's going to be a struggle for Ingram all year. My disappointment of the week, Keenan Allen, seven points versus Broncos. Keenan, you just got paid. You just got, you just got extended, brother. Like, what are we doing? Seven points, um, seven points against a, a division rival, no less. Um, some of that is Keenan. Some of that is Tyrod Taylor. 
in terms of him getting used to a system. I don't know. I'm hoping it gets better as someone who has Keenan Allen on his team. I think it does. I think Keenan justifies that love from that contract in week two and bounces back to give me some points. Um, Sneaky play of the week, dog. Who are you sneaking up on? Well, my sneaky play of the week is going to be Jared Cook um, just because um, Thomas is out. So Jared Cook obviously has to get more targets. You know, it's because uh, Drew Brees likes throwing a short pass, and he, he he looks for Jared Cook a lot. Yeah. So just he, now, just think, you know, Thomas is out. He's gonna look for him even more. Mm. So uh, that would be my sneaky play of the week. Sneaky play in the Crescent City for dog, the New Orleans Saints. Um, I'm gonna say my sneaky play is also in that Crescent City of New Orleans. Emmanuel Sanders, go trade for Emmanuel Sanders right now. If you, especially if you're light at receiver. He did, and I and I said the same thing last year when we went to San Francisco. He immediately comes in and makes a splash wherever he goes. So go get him. He may not be your answer long term, but I think he comes there, or he's already there. Sorry, I think he's there. He's in the system already. He's familiar with it. I think he doesn't miss a step as they try to fill that void left by Mike Thomas in the coming weeks. We'll be back with more of my Big Black Fantasy Podcast after these words. You know. Fantasy season is upon us. Everybody's excited. But you know who gets left out in all the fantasy? The, you know, the wives. The wives get left out. The girlfriends, you know, you, you, you're messing around with your fantasy. You're on your phone checking your players. You're, yeah. you're wheeling, you're dealing, all that other stuff. Do you know how to make sure your fantasy season ends up being a fantasy for her? How? You got to go to Touch of Romance, man. You gotta oh, go to Touch yeah. Touch of Romance. That's a great place. Go pick up some toys. It's yeah. the best you can do in adult entertainment. You get your toy. You got cock rings. You got... Doc Johnson's fuck machine, which Damn is called right. yeah, it's called the Power Banger, yeah, and it delivers superior power and endless deep pleasure. It's 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 unmatched. I'm gonna it, tell you what you do, man. What do you do? Early in the morning when you're watching the fantasy show, do it. You know, check on your injuries and everything early. Mess with her in the morning, and then right after the uh, late game, mess with her again before the uh, the five o'clock game comes on. Exactly. Touch of romance. Get the products. Touch of romance makes that all available. Right. You can find them by going to loverspackage.com. Remember, you get 35% off purchases over $125. And also, do you know what else they do, doggy? What? They give you classes. If you're in the L.A. area. No shit. Yes, they do. You can go and see the Restraints and Ropes Workshop, where they're talking about bondage. That's what they're talking about, dog. Oh, my goodness. They have workshops on bondage. They have workshops. That sounds fun. On squirting. Wow. It's all true. So go ahead. Check out your people at Touch of Romance, loverspackage.com to find out more information for all of your adult entertainment needs. Yeah, make time for your wife. Um, Doggy and I were talking traders. I mentioned uh, I have Malcolm Brown. He has Edelman. I need a receiver. He needs a back. We may make that happen. But we're going to see what the folks on Twitter are talking about in terms of trades. Um, one thing that came against uh, across the tr- Twitter trade talk, if you will, a trade where someone is proposing Raheem Mostert and A.J. Green for Kenny Galladay. Doggy, do you do it? No, I wouldn't do that at all. Um, A.J. Green, you kind of tell like he's He's going to get a rapport with the, the Ricky over there, Burrow. And uh, I think they're going to be just fine in Cincinnati. Then uh, Raheem Marshall, he, he's too much of a monster to just trade. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, Kenny Galladay's good, but I, I wouldn't trade A.J. Green and Marshall for Kenny Galladay. No, I would not do that. 
Yeah. At all. Right. I'm gonna start the new nickname, Raheem Monster. Just call him that. Yeah. His mama named Clay. He's, He's too much. Dog said it. I agree. It's just too much. He Raheem Monster looks like. He's about to become a number one back, and and maybe an every down back if if Shanahan plays it right. AJ Green, you can say whatever you want about injuries and missing time and what have you. He's still AJ Green, and right now, for all we know, he's healthy. If, and lastly, and always importantly, he's playing for the bread. This is his last chance at a big contract. He expires at the end of this year. So, folks, exactly. As long as he's healthy, and you probably got him late as a bargain. Uh, I think you keep both Mostert and A.J. Green. Uh, let Kenny Galladay work it out, especially with the Kenny Galladay injuries that he's dealing with, as, as I'm learning uh, as having him on my team. Um, another trade, Saquon Barkley for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Doggy, do you do it? No, I don't do it. It's too early in the season. Um, Saquon Barkley is still a hog. Uh, and you know the the rookie, he's he's pretty he's pretty good himself. What C C H whatever his name is, yeah. I don't even know. C H. Like his mama name, but uh, yeah, man, I I would just uh stay. No, I wouldn't trade that. No, at all, at all, I wouldn't touch it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with Dog. I don't know what you're trying to do in this trade. I you got Barkley who still hasn't reached potential. You got a rookie who has one game in. I think you stand pat. You see if Barkley finally match gets reaches his potential. You see if C A E H or whatever his name is his mama name uh, lives up to the hype, and you right. roll with it. But after one week, that's not the trade to make. I, I, I don't know what you're trying to get there, but we'll see. Um, again, Galladay shows up in a trade talk. Galladay and uh, Cohen from Chicago, the running back for Boston Scott, Christian Kirk, and Cam Akers. Doggy, do you do it? No, not at all. And but you know what? Going back to that uh the Twitter trade talk, you guys be very careful who you listen to and you want to know their resume. See if they won championships. Sure. See when you listen to this show, we've won championships. Most definitely in our league. So I mean a lot of guys could be out there just bla- you know, blabbering away. You know what I'm saying? So do a little bit more uh digging in, into these uh um pl- uh, people and see if they've won in their league before. Most definitely. Sounds I like agree. they're panicking too much. You know, to just think about that crazy trade. That's just no, but I wouldn't do Galladay and Cohen for anybody either. I'm, I'm not really so sold on just getting up and trading Galladay right now. You know what I'm saying? It's just too early in the season. And then we have to see what's going on with his injury situation. We have to see what's going on, you know? Most definitely. Um, even if he's healthy, I don't make the trade, I, or if he's healthy or not healthy. I think Galladay and Cohen, the, that's the winning side of the trade. Uh, Boston Scott loses his job when Miles Sanders comes back. Christian Kirk has not done anything to get any earn any credit in Arizona, especially with D Hop now there. He's fighting for for touches behind D Hop and Larry Fitzgerald. And then you got Cam Akers, who again has not reached potential after one game. He was said to possibly be a starter. He's not a starter yet. That job right now is Malcolm Brown, who I'm trying to move to doggy, but we'll see what happens. And last last trade, uh, Twitter trade talk item that we're going to bring to you, Stephon Diggs for Michael Gallup. Doggy, what do you do? No, not no no way. You have to give Diggs a chance out there to get a rapport with Josh Allen. You know, so it's I, I wouldn't even touch that. I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, I lean again. We're agreeing this week, dog. Every yeah. every item we've agreed on. Uh, Stephon Diggs is, you know, I'm not crazy about him. He gets hurt a lot. It is a new team, whatever. But he's done more than Michael Gallup has consistently. 
Um, you hold on to Stefan. You see how this Josh Allen thing works in Buffalo. Um, Dallas is going to be Dallas. Dallas is going to overtalk and overhype and over whatever. And they're going to score 17 points and lose on Monday Night Football. That's what this right. is about. <laughs> so so we've, already exactly. said, we've already said save that shit to Dallas because of exactly that, that, that tendency they have every year to not show up. Um, I think we've gotten through the show, dog. I think we have gone through. Uh, we're into week two. We're both undefeated. Both looking at possibly another a rematch. Uh, right. The title. That's what I'm. I'm not going to be satisfied unless I get a rematch with you. So that's where I'm headed. Um, dog, you have any w- words of wisdom for the peoples? Yeah, don't panic, man. It's early. You know, let your uh, roster get on that waiver wire and do the best you can, and let your roster play out. Have trust in your draft. Trust your draft. Trust yourself, man. Most don't do anything like too strenuous right now. It's just too early in the season because it, it it can come back and bite you in the ass later on. Yeah, literally. You know, so just uh, play, and then we win week two. I'm always gonna like repeat what 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 B says. You know, like you just want to win week one. Now you want to win week two. Most definitely. So that's all, that's what it's all about. All right. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, you guys will be back next week always. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm at I'm on Twitter at B underscore MBBFP, like my big black fantasy podcast. Also on Facebook at the same. Uh, call letters i guess you say sign in handle whatever you want to call it in this new techno logically challenged world doggy is also technologically challenged he has no <laughs> twitter yeah i have no social media just reach out to be yeah and I'll, then get I'll your questions to be then i'll be you yeah. know very helpful i'll put the bat signal up in the air I'm still the champ in the I'm still the best he is the two-time defending champ, folks. Three-time champion overall. And I am merely a one-time champion. But we're going to work on that this year. I'm going to get my second chip, doggy. I think that's what's going to go down. Um, until next time, folks, I think we're good. Good luck. You guys, you know, study hard. Get put, Play the right lineups. Do not overthink it. And we'll see how everybody does next week. See you soon. <laughs>